Welcome to the audio podcast of Pastor Jerry Loudermilk. We're glad you stopped by today. Be blessed as you receive from God's Word. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4. I'm going to share something with you this morning. As I said, I won't go very long, but I do feel like it's something I need to share. So let's read this. I'm going to read from New Living. It's going to read a little different than uh, the King James, but... You happily put up with whatever anyone tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach, or a different kind of spirit than you have received, or a different kind of gospel than the one you have believed. Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together this morning. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the truth of your word. We thank you, God, for the drama team that, that shared the, the events of that day, and we're, we're appreciative, God, for your goodness toward us in that you have bestowed eternal life upon us. And because of your death and burial and resurrection, we have the opportunity to have eternal life, and we're thankful. And we give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated for just a few moments. I want to share with you, talking about, about a different Jesus, as it speaks of in Second Corinthians chapter 11. Does anybody remember the song that uh, was popular about three or four years ago, Which Jesus Do You Follow? Anybody remember that song? It was a, uh, was it Crowder? David Crowder, I believe, sung that. Todd Agnew, okay. There's a biblical Jesus, and then there is an idea of Jesus that is not biblical. I'm not going to go in depth on that today, but I want us to consider that we better know whom it is that we have placed our faith in. There's a scripture, and I'll, I'll read that for you too. There's a scripture that says in 2 Timothy, I know in whom I trust and I'm sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. That's, uh, that's a paraphrase or uh, it's actually the New Living Translation. 2 Timothy chapter 1, it's found in verse 12. But I want us to consider we had better know that we are following the right Jesus. Now, when I say that, I'm not trying to confuse anybody and I don't want you to think that if you have believed on Jesus Christ that you might have it wrong. If you've believed on Jesus, who we're talking about today, praise God. Praise God. There is no substitute. There's no fake. There's no uh, nothing, no one that can equal him. But I do want you to understand that we can make a God in our own image. We can try to bring him down to our level. We can try to make Jesus be what we want him to be, but that's not the, that's not the truth of the gospel. We need to hold him in such high regard that we realize that everything that he is, everything that he was, was ordained by God. And and we we don't have to try to make him in the image that we would like. He is wonderful just as he is. He was without sin. He was perfect. And I want us to consider that as we can, as we read this scripture. I want to go now to Matthew chapter 27. This is the King James Version. Matthew chapter 27, verse 11 through 26. And I want to read you the story that was alluded to here in this, uh, in this drama about Jesus standing before Pilate, about Barabbas being released. And let's look at that. Matthew chapter 27, verse 11. And Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said to him, Thou sayest. That's like uh, we would say, You said it. It's about the way, it, the, the way that is today. We would say, You said it. Verse 12. And when he was accused... Of the chief, the priests, and the elders, he answered nothing. And Pilate said unto him, Hearest not thou how many things they witness against thee? 
and he answered him to never he, he answered him to never a word insomuch that the governor marveled greatly verse 15 now at that feast the governor was wont to release unto unto the people a prisoner whom they would so in other words whoever they would choose verse 16 and they had then a, a notable prisoner called Barabbas verse 17 therefore when they were gathered together Pilate said unto them whom will ye that I release to you Barabbas or Jesus which is called Christ for he knew that the envy they had they had delivered in, in envy they had delivered him when he sat down on the judgment seat his wife said unto him saying has has thou nothing have thou nothing to do with this just man for I have suffered many things in this day this day in a dream because of him and the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus verse 21 the governor answered and said unto them whether of the twain will you that I release to you or in other words which of these two should I release to you and they said Barabbas Pilate saith unto them what shall I do then with Jesus which is called Christ and they say unto him let him be crucified and the governor said why what hath he done verse uh, 23 the governor said why ha what evil hath he done but they cried out the more saying let him be crucified when Pilate saw that he could not prevail but that rather a tumult was made he took water and he washed his hands before the multitude saying I am innocent of the blood of this just person see you to it then answered all the people and said his blood be on us and our children and they released Barabbas unto them and when he had when he had scourged Jesus delivered him to be crucified when we consider what's being said here today I want you to understand something I want to I want to throw maybe a little curveball and I'm not trying to confuse anybody and I don't want to mess with your mind that's not my point this morning but there's something that we that we somewhat miss in this scripture in the King James because there's a word that's left out of the uh, of our translation and I, I want to bring it in here I want to show it to you because it was in the original the early manuscripts and the word is Barabbas first name anybody know just by the uplifting of hands what Barabbas first name was okay we've got a couple we got three four Tracy's cheating I told her last night okay Barabbas first name was Jesus now that's pretty crazy pretty amazing I want us to consider this for just a moment um, the reason it was removed from the manuscripts is because there was a man uh, who was a church father his name was Origen Adamantius I don't see it in my notes but he thought that it surely that this is from the New Cambridge Dictionary I see it now he was troubled by the fact that Barabbas had the name Jesus also and he declared that it was impossible for such a holy name to have been given to someone who was so unholy he figured it must have been placed there by a heretic but I want us to understand something if we consider this and we look at this in that light it shows us a picture of something that I think we miss if we don't see it let's go back to the King James Version verse 15 and let's insert the name Jesus back in in front of Barabbas we're gonna read verse 15 through 17 now at the feast of the governor I'm sorry now at the feast the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner 
whom they would. Verse 16, and they had then a notable prisoner called Jesus Barabbas. Does anybody here know what Barabbas means? It's actually, it's in the Greek, it's, it's Barabbas, but it's a transliteration of the Hebrew word Bar-Abba. It means son of, Bar means son of, and Abba means father. So here we're looking at a man who has the name, I want you to consider this, he has the name Jesus, which means the Lord is our salvation, and he has the surname of son of the father. Well, this is pretty amazing. We have two Messiah figures on the stage. We have, if we're looking at this pizza, this picture of, of pizza, where'd that, where'd that come from? If we're looking at this picture, we see, I must be hungry. If we're looking at this picture, we see Jesus and the scripture says who they call the Christ. So we see Jesus, the Lord our Savior, the Christ, which means the anointed one. It's from Messiah in, in the Hebrew. Jesus, the anointed one. Or when we say that, we're realizing that the only one that can anoint him to be Messiah is from the Father. So we're declaring that Jesus, the Lord our Messiah, the anointed one from the Father. Or we have on the other side, Barabbas, Jesus Barabbas, the Lord according to his name, the Lord our salvation, the son of the father. And so the people are faced with a decision, which do you want? I want you to consider this for just a minute. I'm not going to preach long. I'm just about done. But I want you to see what's being said here. We, when we look at this, we see the reason that the scribes and Pharisees were able to convince the people to accept Jesus Barabbas over Jesus the Christ. Let me tell you why. Because the prophecies throughout the Old Testament, most of those prophecies included a small amount of the truth that there would be a suffering Savior, but they nearly all included the truth that a Messiah would come in power and be a conqueror. If you look at the, the disposition of these two men, if you look at the personalities of these two men, when we look at Jesus the Christ, we see, we see someone who's humble. And as he stood before Pilate, he didn't even speak a word on his own behalf. When we look at him, we see one who was not willing to even stand in his own defense, but was willing to accept all of the charges that were placed on him, even though they were not true. When we look at Barabbas, if we study out Barabbas, and I, I have all the, the scriptures to share, I'm just going to condense it and share it with you without taking you to each place. But I want you to consider that Barabbas was a known insurrectionist, or in other words, he was a rebel. The word also tells us that he was a murderer. But the word tells us that he was a robber. They mentioned that up here this morning. He was a robber. When we think of a robber, we just think of a thief, someone who will steal. But it wasn't the word thief. It was the word robber. I think it was lestes. And if we consider what that word means, it's not just a robber. It's a marauder. It's a pirate. It's a person who is rambunctious, loud, mean, nasty. He'll do anything. He will take what's not his he will he is 
not afraid of the situation. He will go into a situation and he'll take whatever he wants because of the greed. I actually believe that he may have been a part of the insurrection. When we say the insurrection, we're talking about an uprising against Rome. He may have been a part of the insurrection because it suited him and he could gain from it. But when the people saw this, they saw, I believe especially those scribes and Pharisees, they might have seen that he had committed some sin, but they also seen, they also saw that he was a man who fit the mold more than Jesus the Christ. He fit the mold of one who could be a conqueror. Now consider, consider the day that they lived in. Jerusalem, all of Israel was in occupation by the Roman Empire. Bill played the part of Pontius Pilate and told that some of the people thought that maybe he would rise up against, against Israel, against Rome, and, and they would be set free. The people were tired of Roman rule. They wanted freedom. They wanted to come out from among that. And actually the scribes and the Pharisees of that day thought that the Messiah would come and free the people from Roman rule. But they were thinking too small. They were thinking about what the Messiah would do for them and for the nation. The plan of God was far bigger than that. The plan of God was far more than just freeing the people from Roman rule. The plan of God was that Jesus Christ would free all of mankind from the sin that had them bound. Amen? So when we see this, we we look in verse 16. It said they had a notable prisoner called Jesus Barabbas. Or they were hearing, those Jewish people were hearing that name and and immediately they they knew that this means the Lord our Savior, Son of the Father. As they declared His name, there was a declaration going out that this could be the Messiah. And He has the personality to conquer, to take over Rome. We need Him to be set free. We want Him free because if He is set free, there's a possibility that we can can be free of Roman rule. Or do you choose Jesus, which is called the Christ, the Lord our Savior, the Anointed One? Anointing is to rub, to rub oil. That's what it literally means. But those who are anointed for office had the oil poured upon them and they were, they were set apart for service for that office. Kings were anointed. Priests were anointed. And in this case, Jesus carried the anointing. He was the Christ. He was the Messiah. He was, he was the one that God had appointed. And He was anointed for the office of Savior and Lord. He was set apart to do a work that no one could even imagine that he could do. And the people were given a choice. And they were, they were offered, do you choose Barabbas or do you choose Jesus? Do you choose Jesus Barabbas or do you choose Jesus the Christ? And the people, perhaps because they thought he would make a better Messiah... Perhaps they chose Jesus, Barabbas. And I want to tell you that I believe with all my heart they made the right choice. It might shock you. They made the choice that he was the the one to be 
set free. Because Jesus Barabbas was not the anointed one. He was not the one that could fulfill the prophecy of the suffering Savior. He wasn't the one who could be in the place of the Lamb who takes away the sin of the world. He was not pure. He was not spotless. He was not the one who could take the sins of the whole world upon himself and take that to the cross and go there and die in my place, in my stead. It was just not possible. He was not, he was not able. So they released the right one and they chose to crucify the one and only one that was anointed to take my sins to the cross, to die in my stead, to buy my freedom, to take the, the wrath of God. Because if Barabbas had been there, he would have died he would have been buried and he would still be in that tomb. His bones would still be there. But they chose the right one to let him go so that the spotless lamb could die in my place. Jesus the Christ, the anointed one, was crucified. Jesus Barabbas was set free. I want us to consider for just a few moments what the implications are. They didn't understand why they chose the way they did. I'm certain they didn't. But they chose correctly in setting him free. When they chose Barabbas to be set free and Jesus was taken to the cross, there were scriptures that were fulfilled that told of his death. Psalm 22, 14 through 16 tells of his dying. Psalm 16, 8 through 11 tells that he would not be left in the grave. Barabbas couldn't fulfill those scriptures. But Jesus, the Christ, could. As I said, they were expecting a conquering king. They weren't expecting humility. They weren't expecting someone like Jesus, the Christ. So they chose to follow Jesus Barabbas and set him free. But Jesus the Christ who went to the cross, you remember even in this drama just a few minutes ago, they said of him, let his blood be upon us and our children. Again, they didn't know what they were saying. But it's only by the blood of Jesus Christ that is upon our lives that we have freedom and we have peace with God. They were speaking of the guilt of killing him. And certainly the guilt of killing him falls upon all of us because all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the truth of the matter is that when the blood of Jesus Christ is applied, the Lord looks over, talking about this is Passover, the Lord looks over my sins, they're forgiven, they're covered, they're no longer remembered against me. Praise God. And then this one who they didn't believe could be a conqueror because he was too humble. He became a conquering king. The conqueror that they were not expecting. When three days after they placed him in the tomb, he conquered death, hell, and the grave. Amen? He's a conqueror. 
The Word of God tells us all, there's, there's so many more prophecies of His conquering. There are scriptures that tell that He will set His foot upon the Mount of Olives and it will part to the east and to the west. There are scriptures that tell us that He will reign and of His kingdom there is no end as Mary, the mother of Jesus, spoke this morning. I want you to know that those prophecies are still intact and Jesus is still that reigning King and He conquered death, hell, and the grave and so nothing now can stand in His way. He's victorious and because he is victorious we can have victory through God in Jesus Christ thanks for listening if you enjoyed today's word please go to AbundantLifeTabernacle.com or subscribe on iTunes